Good morning and happy Friday. Um, we are just on another drive to work. Um, and I'm just going to talk more so about like the gains and losses. So obviously the point of talking about that part was uh, when my dad ended up coming back and being sober, I gained my dad back right? So I was excited. I was happy. Things were going good. And then I lost my uncle a couple years later. So they sometimes comes, you take the good with the bad, I guess. Um, but being 12 years old and having somebody that I truly, truly cared about and was very close with pass away, like I said in the last episode, it was an extremely hard thing to do. I, um, I struggled extremely hard with it, but as a kid, you go through it, you're sad about it and stuff like that, and you're having these emotions and you don't really know why or what's going on, right? So even prior to losing him, uh, I remember being really young and not really young, but younger. And the one morning me and my brothers were playing video games on a Saturday morning and I remember being really, really sad for some reason, and when I ended up talking to my mom about it, and she kind of tried to, like, calm me down and help me out in that way, I said that I missed my great aunt, which I called her, uh, Zitzy, so I missed, I missed her really badly, like, like I said, my family was really close, so, um, I was missing her, and, like, I met her and I knew her for like the first little bit of my life. So I guess she was like the first person that I lost that was closer to me. Um, but I was kind of too young to understand what actually went on and what was happening. So I missed her. And so I think mental illness kind of started with me at least at a very young age, but I just didn't know what it was or that it was mental illness, right? Like, as a kid, <clears throat> I, growing up, I just thought it was sadness, or I just thought, like, I was just feeling upset, like, something was upsetting me, and that's it. But later on, to come to realize it, I realized that maybe that was mental illness, but I didn't fully comprehend what was going on until teen years, and when I was in high school. So, all of this stuff came up when I was 16, okay? All of these, like, traumas, all of the things that made me depressed and made me anxious came up at <clears throat> 16 or 17. And they still tend to come up now, even today. Um, like I said, like, I've been dating my fiancé for 10 years. So we started dating when I was 14 or 15. And... We, you know, I had mental illness throughout that time and it continued to come out, continues to come out in our relationship. And I start to find things that upset me in a relationship that I tend to realize that that's why I'm upset is because as a child, I was always scared of certain things and it continues to follow me in the relationship I'm in now, which I'm, I, like I've said before, I continuously work on myself. I continuously work on my mental health. Um, 
I have a counseling appointment come March again to kind of work on some things because I'm not going to lie, I'm still struggling with things here and there and some of it has to do with the wedding and my thoughts like that. So my, here I'll go into, I'll actually go into this. So speaking of the wedding and planning the wedding and stuff like that, having depression and anxiety and um, my meds really aren't working right now. So I'm having an extremely harder time right now. Um, cause I'm having all the feelings full effect, everything like that. Um, I worry like no tomorrow. I worry like crazy. Um, like I said on the weekend, I had that really awful feeling that something bad was going to happen. Well, it's still there in the pit of my stomach. And if I think about it, it makes me anxious and I start getting anxiety over it. But if I don't think about it, I don't get that anxiety and it's kind of just something that's there. Um, but I know that even planning the wedding, I think about who's going to be there, who's not going to be there, who's going to pass away by that time. Um, you know, I feel guilt and I feel bad for the people that I necessarily didn't invite due to the fact that we wanted to reduce the number of guests slightly and you have to start cutting people at some point. Like you can't just continuously keep on adding these people. Um, because if that's the case, you're going to be at like, I don't know, 300 people because you just want to add everybody that you want to. So, I mean, and something that kind of I learned through this too is like, it really shows who your real friends are and who your real friends are not. Because the real friends that you have will understand the decisions that you made for certain things and your not real friends will not understand and will get mad and be petty about stuff. So throughout this process, I've gained, I've lost friends. So even with the gained friends, it's hard to be getting married have these newer friends or have these new relationships get stronger and stuff and not have them coming to the wedding because like I said, you have to cut somewhere. You have to stop adding people to the list. Yes, it's okay to add like one or two people, but if you have a few people in mind that you still want to invite, I know that like I can, f I could fill it if people start saying, oh, we're not coming. Oh, we're not coming. I could fill it, but that's not the point I want a lower number wedding and I want a smaller wedding. So my wedding's already bigger than I wanted it to be. And yeah, like the, it comes down to that. So if some people aren't coming, they're just not coming. Like I'm not going to fill it in, but at one point you have to like cut yourself off from adding more people. Right? So back to worrying about it. I worry so much about who's not going to be there. Um, like who's going to maybe possibly have passed away by that time. Um, the anxieties are just there and it's from like, I think part of it's from being empathetic and like seeing people who don't have their dads there, who lose their pa one of their parents before the wedding and all that kinds of stuff. That anxiety really sticks with me and 
I have those fears constantly. And I know that I shouldn't be fearing that because like I said, everybody passes away. Everybody leaves at some point, you know, it's life. Everybody dies eventually. Right. But I do have those constant worries. Um, people ask me about the wedding and it instantly stresses me out. Not because I'm not prepared or I don't have things like planned and ready, but just because I feel like I'm missing something or I don't want to miss something that I'm doing. So, or that I have to do. Um, I'm pretty good at being organized and writing everything down and just knowing what I need and what I don't need still. And I got engaged like 18 months before the wedding. So I had a little bit of extra time and I booked everything right away. Um, you know, like my mom was like, you don't have to do that right now. You don't have to do that right now. And I've been telling everybody who's been telling me that I literally say whatever I can get done now, I am doing it now because it's a less stress put on me come closer to the wedding. And it's one thing that I don't have to think about come to come the wedding. Like it's already done. Like I've already started writing my speech and my fiance is like, you already started. And I'm like, yeah, why not? Why can't I just even do a rough draft of my speech right now? Have that done. That's something I can have done and out of the way. Right? Like, you know, and then come closer to the wedding, I can just alter the speech a little bit. I'm one of those people that needs to be that prepared and stuff like that. Because if not, I'll have like a thousand other things on my mind. Um, I also feel like I'm going to be one of those people that as the wedding comes closer, I'm not going to have very good sleep because I'm just going to be constantly thinking about what I need to do or worrying about, is it all going to work out? Is it all going to come together? But I have to start taking my own advice that I give other people because like my brother just recently got married and he was like worried too about certain stuff and worried about things working out. And I kept on saying to him, whatever is done morning of and whatever is not done, you just have to go with it. Like you can't be stressed out about it because at the end of the day, it's your wedding. As long as you have a good day, as long as you guys like have are happy and you know, like all the major things go good. Don't worry about the little things. Don't sweat it. And I really have to start taking my own advice because even worrying about people who might not be there, I can't be worrying about that because everybody that I'm inviting right now is still here, is still present. Just take that time with them right now and come wedding. I mean, it is what it is, right? Like I said, it's a circle of life. We lose people and yeah, I don't know. So that's kind of it. Like the gains and losses. And as I was saying, like, I didn't come to realize all these things or I couldn't identify what I was thinking about or what was making me anxious or depressed when I was a teenager. Like I, <clears throat> yeah, like when I first started getting those feelings of depression and stuff, I was numb. I couldn't tell why I was upset. Sometimes I still can't. Sometimes I just have this like depressed feeling or the weather's making you depressed or this is making you depressed. Like, and I can identify that and I can say like, I just don't know why I'm depressed. But then eventually I think about it and I like either write stuff down or I just think about it and I'm like, Oh, maybe in my mind, I just, you know, like I'm worried about this or maybe I'm depressed because of this. Like, 
you know, time of year really affects me and even subconsciously it affects me. And I think I subconsciously think about the date or the time of year. And, um, sometimes it's like, oh crap, it's this day. Or like, it's the day of so-and-so like passed away. And I would be depressed the entire day and not realize what day it was until before bed. So sometimes your mind and body just know and they just, you know, subconsciously know it and that kind of stuff. So yeah, so I didn't realize all this stuff really impacted me until I was older. Um, and even like ask my friends, sometimes I would go to school in high school crying, bawling my eyes out, um, having like those, just those days where I was just so depressed crying in the shower, you know? Um, I'm one of those people that I don't like when people see me crying. I really don't. I don't like being emotional in front of people. It's one of my least favorite things, but as I'm getting older, I'm getting more emotional and I'm getting more sentimental, I think, and I'm getting more okay with crying in front of people or getting upset. Like at my brother's wedding, I said a speech and I cried. I'm getting more used to doing those things and being open about my emotions and saying like, yeah, I am sad or this and that. Like even doing a couple of these podcasts, I was sad. They sometimes were hard to do or, you know, I almost started crying and stuff like that. And it's okay to be that sad and to still have those little bits of sadness about certain moments or certain past things that have happened in my life because it happened. And even though I still have little emotions about certain things, I've worked enough that it's not going to impact me for the week, for the month, for whatever. Like it's not going to stay there for very long. I'm going to feel it the day of cry it out, let my emotions out and then go on with my life. Like, whereas before I dwelled on it and dwelled on it and dwelled on it and it stayed in my head for weeks, months, whatever. Right. So that is something that I have had to learn through counseling and how to like not get over those things, but just get past them and work through them as you're having them and to feel the emotions. Like, I always thought that if I cried, I was weak. If I got upset, I was so weak. And I hated having other people feel bad for me or be like, oh, honey, you're sad. Like, let me help you. I hate that. I hate it so much. And I don't like it because I'm I'm somebody that likes to help other people. So when someone else is helping me, I just don't like it. Like, at all. I don't like it at all. But... I have to learn to accept that stuff because sometimes, like, I do need the help or, like, it's nice to have somebody help me. Like, I'm so into helping other people and doing those things for other people. Why can't I accept it for myself? Well, I don't want to be weak. And that's one of, like, my biggest downfalls is I'm scared to be weak. I'm scared to, you know feel myself as weak and it's not necessarily that I'm weak because I'm crying or I'm weak because I'm feeling my emotions if anything like I'm stronger because I'm having those emotions and allowing myself to be like that right but it's just a stigma in my head that I'm weak and all that stuff but like I said I think that stems a lot from childhood when I 
would see my parents struggling or something like that and I felt like I had to be strong or put my emotions aside because they were going through a hard time I think that was it I just as a kid I thought to myself okay like I want to make mom and dad feel better how do I do this right it's the same thing now um and I kind of sometimes shove my feelings down like sometimes I get into an argument with my fiance about things that happened like maybe a month ago and things that just kept on piling up and piling up and bothering me and he kind of looked at me he's like why don't you address these like when they happen so that you know they're not piling up and making you so emotional and stuff like that and I just said because to me like it wasn't a big deal so I just shoved it aside or shoved it down and then these little things kept on happening throughout the time being and now I'm like to a point where I need like a breaking point and I just like come out like a blubbering mess and I just come out and just like rant and crap about stuff that might have happened a month ago like it's just who I am it's just how I've I think wired my brain and I am trust me I am working on trying to like wire my brain a little bit differently and think differently but it takes time and it takes work so yeah see I said I was gonna start with one thing and then wherever this podcast spirals to, it spirals to, right? So have a fantastic Friday. Let those emotions out because even though you feel like you're going to be weak, makes you stronger because you're working through them, you're feeling them, you're doing it. Like don't be scared to have a breakdown. Don't be scared to cry it out. Just have ways to calm yourself down. Like for me, when I'm hyperventilating, I really have to just tell myself to breathe. Like I really have to go like breathe in through your nose, out through your mouth and just breathe in and out and just kind of like work through those because if not, I'm like hyperventilating and it sometimes it's happened while I'm driving and it's so dangerous, right? To do that while you're driving and to be that upset while you're driving. So I often have to tell myself like breathe, breathe in through your nose and out through your mouth. Like you're going to be okay. And sometimes that's what you just need to tell yourself is you're going to be okay. You're going to get through this. There is light at the end of the tunnel. Like just, you know, keep going kind of thing. So yeah, once again, have a fantastic Friday and I hope everybody has a great weekend. I'm planning on not posting a podcast over the weekend, but like I said last weekend, I wasn't going to post it. And then something happened and I wanted to talk it out while it was on my head and in my head fresh. So we'll see. Like, uh, if not, I will be back on Monday for a podcast. Um, and everybody have a great weekend and it's a long weekend. So happy family day as well.